Hi, and welcome back. I'm Dr. Barbara Byers with a podcast today called Entering In. Actually, entering in and embracing what you've entered into. So what does it mean to enter? Well, some synonyms are to cross the threshold, to come into, to move into, to flow into, to join, and to penetrate. So why is this important? Because we enter in to the things of the Lord by faith. There is so much he offers. And unless we learn to enter in, we won't apprehend and embrace those things. We enter in with an open heart. We enter into the throne room uh, for prayer. And just, just stop right here for a moment and let your imagination take you there. Imagine what it is to step across the threshold and see the Lord, the holiness of God on his throne, and then to see his eyes of welcome, his heart turned to you with acceptance and grace, his ear turned to listen to the needs you're bringing him, to the joy at seeing you, his willingness to embrace you. We enter into that. Isn't that wonderful? And we enter in to receive as we come into the things of the Lord. We enter into the new things of the Lord. And entering in gives us access to everything that God is planning and providing for us. We enter in by the open doors he's given us. And then we embrace by doing what he's calling us to do, creating um, just being in his presence and receiving from him. So I gave some synonyms for enter in. Let me give some synonyms for embrace. To encircle, clasp, clinch, include, accept, involve, welcome, encompass, and take up. Kind of gives you a good idea, doesn't it? Uh, Psalm 40 verse 3 says, more and more people are seeing this. They enter the mystery, abandoning themselves to God, entering into the mystery of God, which we can never fully understand and clasp, right? But have you ever thought about that? Have you ever thought about entering in to the mystery of God, even though it's beyond your comprehension and beyond your understanding? So here's a few passages that sort of illustrate that, especially in Romans. This is Romans 5, 1 and 2. By entering through faith into what God has always wanted to do for us, set us right with him, make us fit for him. We have it all together with God because of our master Jesus. And that's not all. We throw open our doors to God and discover at the same moment that he has already thrown open his door to us. We find ourselves standing where we always hoped we might stand, out in the wide open spaces of God's grace and glory, standing tall and shouting our praise. Wow, that's a great definition of entering in. And then he goes on in Romans 6 to say, when we went under the water, that's our baptism, we left the old country of sin behind. When we came up out of the water, we entered into the new country of grace, a new life in a new land, 
Each of us is raised into a light-filled world by our Father so that we can see where we're going in our new grace-sovereign country. That's entering in. And then Ephesians 3.12, Paul says, we can enter in because we have access. You can't enter into something you're not given access to. Not just access, but bold, confident access. We have already been invited in. And so, because we have access, because we have this invitation, ours is to embrace that and enter in by faith. Then in his letters to Corinth, Paul emphasizes this, 1 Corinthians 1, 4. I thank God for your lives of free and open access to God given by Jesus. Just, just pause and think about that for a minute. You have free and open access to your Father because of his Son, Jesus. Then he goes on in 1 Corinthians 2.15. Spiritually alive, we have access to everything God's Spirit is doing. Okay, we don't just have access in prayer. We don't just have salvation. We are now spiritually alive. So now we have access to everything God's Spirit is doing. That is so broad. Talk about the wide open spaces of a new sovereign country. 1 Corinthians 12, 12, we each used to independently call our own shots, but then we entered into a large and integrated life in which he has the final say in everything. So this is about surrender also. 2 Corinthians 6, 11, dear, dear Corinthians, I can't tell you how much I long for you to enter into this wide open, spacious life. So there is something that's our part and something that's God's part. God has granted access through his son. Our part is to enter in and embrace it. Because of the cross, we have access to all he's done. And this was foreshadowed in the Old Testament. So I wanna look at a couple of uh, verses there. Uh, Exodus 28 and 29, there were circuit, certain uh, consecrated sacred garments and bells and things like that that the priests had to wear. And in that way, they could enter the holy place. Now we enter by the blood. Uh, Exodus 24, 18, Moses entered the middle of the cloud and climbed the mountain. Uh, and at one point, Moses couldn't enter the tent of meeting because the cloud was on it in such a heavy way, the glory of God was filling that whole dwelling. Joshua 6, they were to shout, for God had given them the city, uh, and then they were to enter in and take possession of it. And God instructed them how to walk around the city. It would collapse all at once. And then it says, all the people are to enter, every man straight in. I really like that. The, the way has been made. The walls have collapsed. There's free access. Go straight on in. Um, and he, so he gave them this secret of access and that way they could get the spoils. And if they had not entered, they couldn't take the spoils. Um, even in the Old Testament, there's an understanding they could enter the tabernacle or they could enter the temple for his presence. Psalm 100 verse four, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his holy name. 
Psalm 5-7. And here I am, your invited guest. It's incredible. I enter your house and bow in reverence at your holy temple. And then, um, I don't know if you've ever taken a look at when Samuel, the prophet Samuel came and anointed David. It says, uh, 1 Samuel 16, 13, Samuel took his flask of oil and, to, and anointed David with his brothers standing around watching. Now the brothers had all appeared before Samuel and Samuel said, no, not that one, not that one, not that one. Don't you have anyone else? And little David came in from the fields the Spirit of God entered David like a rush of wind, God vitally empowering him for the rest of his life. Once the Spirit of God enters us because we give him access, then we have access to his empowering presence for all of our days. Second Chronicles 30, 27, the priests and the Levites had the last word they stood and blessed the people, and God listened, listened as the ascending sound of their prayers entered his holy heaven. I really like to think about this one sometimes when I pray. Those prayers are lifted up. It may be my voice, but the Holy Spirit lifts them up, and they enter heaven, and God listens. And then God, Old Testament, he entered into covenants with us, the Abrahamic covenant, Mosaic covenant, covenant with Moses and David, and then the new covenant was foretold that would be mediated by the blood of the Messiah. So this is what Jesus did that caused us to have permanent access. He entered our world. Jeremiah 30, verse eight and nine says, and then I'll enter the darkness, I'll break the yoke from their necks, cut them loose from the harness. That was a prophecy about Jesus. He, God entered into covenant with us and he sealed it with his blood. In Romans 8, we see that Jesus personally took on our human condition, entered the disordered mess of struggling humanity in order to set it right once and for all. And then in John 1, it says that he entered the world as light. Light came into the darkness and he took up residence among us and with us. And now he enters our heart permanently to take up residence when we enter in. Luke 640, this is what my father wants, that anyone who sees the son and trusts who he is and what he does and then aligns with him will enter real life, eternal life. Now, I wanna just make a little bit of a, a, a pivot here and talk about our entering in, because of the blood of the covenant, he has made access. So now we can enter in and not only enter in and embrace, but now I wanna talk about just for a minute, are entering in to certain places and certain seasons and certain kairos times of the Lord in our life. Uh, in Joshua 1, it says, in three days, you'll cross this Jordan River to enter and take the land your God is giving you to possess. So we see there's an entering and we see there's an embracing. They're invited You've wandered all this way. Now you're gonna cross the threshold and enter into something new. And many times in our life, 
we're faced with that. Sometimes we don't even always realize exactly what's happening, but if we'll listen and pay attention to the Spirit, there are times when He says, enter in in a new way, cross this threshold. And to do that, we have to leave the old behind and step into the new. Um, Psalm 105:44. He made them a gift of the country they entered. Help them seize the promised land by crossing the Jordan. That's the crossing the threshold. It's one ending and it's a new beginning. And you know, that day the manna ceased and everything else because they were gonna eat of the good of the land. A new thing awaited them, but they had to seize it by faith. They had to settle there. They had to cross over. You know, uh, this last year, well, actually about six months ago, I retired from counseling. And for me, that was several decades of ending one thing, but crossing over. And I didn't even know what the new things were that God would have that were awaiting for me. Um, in First uh, Samuel 17, we have the story of Goliath and David. You're very familiar with that. But I really like this. When Saul and his troops heard the Philistines challenge, they were terrified and lost all hope. Enter David, end quote. We all know what ensued then. I just love that. Enter David. What, what, don't you want that said about you? Something happens, enter Susan, enter John, enter Judy, right? Enter Kenneth, that because we enter in with the Lord, a whole situation can be changed in that season. Uh, Luke, in Luke 22, Jesus talks about his season. And he says, you've no idea how much I look forward to eating this Passover meal with you before I enter my time of suffering. It's the last one we'll eat together before I enter the kingdom. And sometimes we too have to enter a season of suffering. Paul and Colossians said there's a lot of suffering to be entered into in this world, the kind of suffering Christ takes on. Um, Acts 19, Paul puts his hands on them and the Holy Spirit entered that, entered them. And from that moment on, they were speaking in tongues. They were talking about God's wonderful action. So there's different seasons we enter into. We also enter into the promises. Abraham was able to enter in by grace to the promises God had made him. That was his action. It was up to him to make those choices, to move forward, to enter in, and literally to possess that, to possess the earth. And as he moved into the promises, we saw what happened with his son and grandson, and now hundreds of millions after him who are heirs of that, of that same promise. But the main promise we have is the promise of his presence. First Chronicles 16, 29 says, lift high an offering and enter his presence. Stand resplendent in his robes of holiness. Hebrews 4, 16. Let us confidently approach the throne of grace to receive mercy and to find grace for timely help. So the Holy Spirit invites us to enter in, to embrace, to involve ourselves in God's promises, and to involve ourselves in everything we've entered into. We're not just to sort of barely stand on the sidelines or watch the entryway or just stick a big toe through the threshold. We can enter in and we can embrace what we've 
entered into. And when we do, we penetrate new territories. We don't want to quench the spirit. We don't want to grieve him. We want to go full entrance into what God has for us. Thanks for joining me today. Hope you'll come back the next time.